If you want to get better at money, the answer is simple. And in many cases, it could be free. We'll fill you in. Plus, we have co-host Julian Saunders of the award-winning Rich and Regular blog back with us as our thought leader co-host on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I'm Julian Saunders, blogger, content creator, and one half of Rich and Regular coming to you live from my home in Atlanta, Georgia. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape, like Rich and Regular's Julian Saunders. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Thanks to Round for supporting Money with Friends. Round is a digital consultant that gets members direct access to premium investments. With Round, your money is actively invested with Wall Street's top fund managers. Open a Round account today to access Forbes' number one rated app for high-end investment management. Head to investround.com forward slash MWF for more. Okay, Julian, we have a great show today, but even bigger maybe is your breaking news. What's going on over there at Rich and Regular? (laughs) You know, it's it's certainly not as big as the uh, the news headlines in an election year and the threat of a pandemic. But uh, my wife uh, has decided, I almost said finally, uh, but she <laughs> decided to uh, jump ship. And so she is no longer a corporate employee. We're now in this together. Uh, and so I've been slowly building that ramp for us over the last year and a half, two years. And so now she's in a position where she can jump on board with us. And so we're really, really, or with me. And so we're really excited to uh, launch a few things this year and hopefully take us to the next level. And maybe, I don't know, I, I honestly don't know everyone, I'm asking this cold, but is that going to include some educational courses maybe? Uh, maybe, you know, we've gone back and forth with that, that, you know, I I don't want to say that that's something that we're committed to. Um, we certainly have not put pen to paper at all. Um, but uh, we're also learning to just go with the flow a little bit because every time we make an annual plan, we might as well just throw that thing away because something happens in the next two to three months that changes everything. So we're trying to right size some of our plans. So we'll see, maybe it's the course, but, um, we're going to talk a little bit about courses in a couple of minutes, I'm sure. Absolutely. So on that note, let's see which one of our friends is going to lead us into today's headline. This is Tara from Rise Up. Just like hanging out and chatting about the news. That's why I tune in to Money with Friends. All right, Julian, you pick the story. Why don't you start us off? Okay. So this one is a CNBC article. It's entitled, When It Pays to Take a Personal Finance Course. Uh, It's by Jessica Dickler. It came out uh, just a few days ago. I want to say last week. I'm going to go ahead and read that. So if you want to improve your financial know-how, there are plenty of opportunities to do so. From short online tutorials to extensive in-person boot camps, the number of money one-on-one classes has ballooned since the Great Recession. And yet, when it comes to financial literacy, Americans are still falling far short. According to a survey by the Global Finance Literacy Excellence Center, 63% of Americans are considered financially illiterate. Studies show that students who are required to take personal finance courses starting from a young age have better average credit scores and lower debt delinquency rates as young adults. According to data from the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority's Investor Education Foundation, which seeks to promote financial education. In addition, a report by the Brookings Institution found that teenage financial literacy is positively correlated with asset accumulation and net worth by age 25. 
before adults out of high school and college, finding a quality personal finance class can be harder than learning to balance a checkbook. To that end, Billy Hensley, the president and CEO of National Endowment for Financial Education, or NIFI, and a member of the CNBC Financial Wellness Advisory Council, offers the following guidelines for successful learning. I'm going to breeze through these. The first one is look for a well-trained educator. Number two is check the financial education materials. Number three is stick with topics that are timely. And I'll read a little bit about that one. It says find a course that suits your age and needs. For example, if you're just starting out, look for classes that focus on setting up a 401k plan or buying a house so you can readily apply what you've learned in class to your real life. The fourth is keep it relevant. And the fifth one is evaluate results. Look for programs and classes that share their outcomes. Do folks that take the class have increased, sorry, do folks that take the class have increased savings or a higher credit score? You want to make sure that it works. Um, So let's stop there, Bobby. Yeah. So first of all, what's been your experience? What courses have you taken and what's been and how have you found them? I have never taken a personal finance course. I have read uh, everything from uh, personal finance to dummies to mortgages for dummies. Uh, I love those kinds of books early on. And I've actually been doing a lot of uh, reflecting on my own journey over uh, the last 10 to 15 years because we're getting ready to announce some other things. And it's been amazing to kind of see the journey, but I've never taken a personal finance course. And I feel as if they're kind of a new thing, um, but that could just be what I'm seeing on the internet. But uh, you, I have a very different story. What about you? Yeah, I took quite a few because as a CFP, I had to take courses in everything from insurance. We took a class on um, ethics. That's a very big thing for them. Also taxes, Mm -hmm. investing, and so on. So it's a six-course regimen, and now they actually have a hands-on course as well where you actually um, go through the problems that a or the different situations that a client might have. And then, of course, you take a really big review course to take that exam. So I took that. I also was very fortunate because early in my career when I worked at CNBC, they paid for relevant education. And clearly, if you're a production assistant at CNBC, financial literacy courses were relevant. So I was able to take classes in technical analysis. And also, I took an entire course on how the Fed worked, which was really good because I didn't get it for the longest time. I remember being an intern at CNN, and I would try to write segments about the bond market and um, what the Federal Reserve was doing, and I always mixed it up. I could never understand the inverse relationship between interest rates and the price of a bond. So I think it's, but that's not a typical situation. Not everyone is actually trying to communicate this through media. I hope, and we've seen evidence, and we did a show earlier this month, um, actually last month in February, about the fact that more states are putting financial literacy programs into use in various educational institutions. So that is a good thing. And and I assume you didn't, it obviously wasn't available to you in high school or college. It just wasn't there. I don't know, actually. You know, I mean, I, I, I probably should do some digging around because I also see these other articles where I want to say it was North Carolina and a few other states that are slowly coming out by mandating personal finance courses in high school. So I'm just excited that it's something that people are waking up and realizing it is important because um, it, it absolutely is. I mean, I don't know that there's a major decision in life that does not have a, uh, a money or you know financial implication. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's really important that people learn these things sooner rather than later so that they can avoid some of the pitfalls that are tied to financial literacy. And not necessarily wait for it to be mandatory. The truth is, 
whether you're an adult and you're out of your education, your formal education years, it's always time to be educated. Or if yeah. you're even if you're in high school or college and it's not offered, there are so many resources now online, many of them free that you can use and access that you can educate yourself and learn before you get into trouble. We tape this show live. In this case, we are live on Facebook. Sometimes we're at our YouTube channel. We have um, some friends with us taping. We have Kimberly with us. We have Ashley. We have Gregory. We're going to take comments and questions. We take them both from our Facebook Live audience. We also put questions out to our Instagram audience, which is at MoneyFriendsPod. So please follow us there so you can be part of our community on Instagram. And Julian, I asked them, have you ever taken a financial literacy course? What do you think our money friend said? Yes or no? Have they taken a financial literacy course or have they not? Uh, I'm going to say half have not. You think it's about an even split? I think it's even split. Yeah. And what makes you think that? Well, I, I think if they're subscribing to the show, they are, there's probably a combination of people. So there are people who are coming because they want to learn and they like this sort of format. But I think that there are others who maybe already understand the fundamentals and they are subscribing because they love you so much oh, and they want to reinforce what they, uh, what they are already know or want to just kind of stay in, in, in touch with what's happening. So I, I, I'm not sure, but I also, I, I believe, I think, I feel like courses are like a new thing. So that's why I say 50-50. I think the easy accessibility of courses is definitely a new thing. I mean, the truth is all those courses that I was talking about were relatively expensive. I don't remember the prices now, but they were being paid by my employer, not by myself. Mm -hmm. And I think if it was coming out of my own pocket, I'm not sure that I would have been so eager to be spending not only my free time, but also my discretionary income on all of those courses. So, and I think that's a, it's, more, hopefully more companies are offering reimbursement for those kinds of courses, but I think that's a benefit not everyone is even aware of or taking advantage of. So the answer, general, is actually more people have what you're basically saying. They, they have not taken them. Um, 68% said they have not taken a financial literacy course. So that's, you know, I don't even want to say it's disappointing because I think that there's all kinds of reasons why people haven't. But let's hope that when we circle back to this topic at some point in the future, that it gets a little bit higher because it is so accessible. And even courses that you pay for don't have to be all that expensive. We did ask them to tell us more about what they think about financial literacy courses. Do you want to read some of the answers that we got? Yeah, let me pull it up here. Um, So Trinidad Ashley N says it should be a requirement for high school graduation. I completely agree with you there. Uh, the Anator, her feedback was, I think they're a great idea. That makes sense. She's a follower of the, of the show. Uh, let's see. Vincent, personal finance was the best class I took in college, hands down. And I took a lot of classes. So kudos to you, Vincent. Um, last one here. Looks like she's a big fan of Dave Ramsey, indie cool chick. I took Financial Peace University, and I believe it has value. So, um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and we have one um, late one, Jay Varghese. She says, overrated for most who don't pay attention, but can spark something in a few people, just like any class. And I think that's kind of interesting because it's probably referring to the mandatory ones that are becoming part of courses in high schools Mm. and colleges in some states. Um, And it goes to the fact that you can mandate this and you can put it in front of people, but if the will is not there, if they don't want to... 
to do this, then they're not going to do this. So you really have to also incentivize people and create, you know, make it interesting. I mean, a lot of what we do on this show is try to make financial topics um, accessible and fun, hopefully. And so people aren't intimidated or even just bored by it. It sounds like if you force this on people, it doesn't always work that way as much as there's a movement. I think you're absolutely right. You know, yeah, I mean, it's very easy for financial education to just be boring. And so, you know, I love when people make it fun and they incorporate music or or uh, games or video or podcast, all of those different things. Because when people think about class, it's like quiet, it's lecture style. And while there's a, um, um, a need for that, you know, sometimes you just need something that's a little bit more engaging, um, that keep people awake uh, and make sure that it's applicable to uh, their, their lives. Before we go to our takeaways, I do want to just read a little bit more of the article and point okay. out in terms of resources, Nefi offers a free financial planning program for high school students with resources for parents, as well as a cash course for college age students and a smart about money program for adults learners. And another resource everyone should know about is the nonprofit NextGen. They offer personal finance workshops and longer courses for students starting as early as middle school. So lots of resources out there, right? I love that. I love it. I um, We had a chance to meet with Nifi while we were at FinCon. I think they go every year. Great organization, great people. So I, I love that they have that programming available for people. And just to get a couple comments in from our fine, uh, from our Facebook audience, we have Kimberly here. You want to grab that? Uh, is it in the... Uh, right there. You can see it on the screen. Public. Ah, Kimberly. Good morning. Let's see. It's hard to stress saving and investing to kids who may not have jobs yet since they aren't in the wheelhouse. That is so true. You know, I have a almost three-year-old. <laughs> so obviously I'm not at that point yet. I'm still trying to get him to use a potty. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that is the, uh, that's what makes kids kids, you know, like they, they're, they're, they're thinking about the next 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, They're not exactly. thinking about 20, 30 years from now. Um, but I, but I also believe very similar to like nutrition habits and even hygiene, right? If you can just get them into that habit to where saving and investing and thinking about the future uh, just comes naturally to them, I feel like that could help us avoid a lot of problems uh, in the future. Obviously, easier said than done because I have not done it myself. But, you know, as I think about the, some of the things that we have done, we certainly are looking forward to incorporating a good financial practice into uh, the way that we raise our son. And it's also important to be entertaining. Jim Wang is here with us, former um, member of our, I think he was season one cast of Money with yeah. Friends, a part of our community. And he adds, hide a little entertainment, hide a little education inside of entertainment. So yes, this show is taped live. Ignore that, my friends. Okay, let's just talk a little bit about rounds before we get to our takeaways. Uh, if you're managing your money right now, a lot of people think about doing, they're doing the right thing, but their actual portfolio could use some work. And that is where Round comes in. Round is a digital investment consultant that gets members direct access to premium investments. With Round, your money is actively invested with Wall Street's top fund managers. That means investing with fund managers who can strategically reallocate your money during market volatility, something very relevant these days. They also get your money exposure to alternative asset classes, again, very relevant these days, the ones you've been meaning to invest in, but haven't had time to research. Instead of dealing with a financial advisor looking out for their own bottom line, they're looking out for yours. In fact, here's something that might surprise you. Round even waves their fee if your returns turn up negative in a given month. That is how sure they are. 
Open a round account today to access Forbes' number one rated app for high-end investment management. Head to investround.com forward slash MWF for details and to get started. That is investround.com forward slash MWF. Okay, Julian, do you want to go first or do you want to have the final word? Uh, Why don't you go first? All right. Put in the time and it will pay off. No one is born knowing this stuff. And not only that, things change so much. So this is an ongoing lifetime thing. I, for example, am constantly taking continuing continuing education courses online to maintain my CFP status, but they're also really interesting is the truth of it. And it feels good to be just a little bit smarter. Love it. I love it. Um, You know, my takeaway is to be mindful of the stigma uh, that's attached to the term illiteracy. Most people think of uh, one's ability to read when they think about being illiterate, but you can be illiterate, unfortunately, in a number of ways. And I think when it comes to financial illiteracy, it's particularly harmful because there's nothing stopping you from making big financial decisions uh, and essentially being functionally illiterate. And so I'm a firm believer that we all have a lot more to learn uh, about money to your point, Bobby, you know, things change every single day, especially when we're talking about taxes and, and the political climate that we're in. Who knows how big things are going to change year over year? And so uh, it's really, really important. But to your point, jump on board and take control of your own financial education. And there are tons of free resources out there. Including Rich and Regular. So tell us more about where people can catch up with you and follow what's going on over there. Absolutely. They can follow us at richandregular.com. We are also on all major social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Rich and Regular. Thank you so much. And just a reminder, everyone can learn more about Julian and Rich and Regular and all of our thought leaders on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And follow us to be part of the show on our Instagram and our Twitter. Our handle is at Money Friends Pod. So please follow us and be part of the conversation. Stick close to stories on Instagram for the polls and quizzes and questions so you can maybe get a shout out as well. In the meantime, we will be back tomorrow with uh, Julian once again. And uh, we will be talking about, what are we talking about tomorrow? We are talking about Everyone's tax- favorite topic. taxes, taxes, but we're going to figure <laughs> out how to save you guys money. So stick with us. Have a great day, everyone. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.